Welcome to The Clean Project, promoting real, transparent, and faithful conversations about purity and sexuality in today's culture. In this episode, Gavin and I will be unpacking health benefits of pure living, the highly controversial movie The Sound of Freedom, including human trafficking and its connection to the porn industry. Now, without further delay, let's get to our show. All right, we got Gavin back in the house here, uh, episode two of The Clean Project. Man, I don't know about you, but that's pretty good feedback on the pilot. Uh, we kind of floated that out and uh, had some people respond. Uh, yeah, obviously some people, you know, were a little upset. No, I'm just playing. No, they, <laughs> they liked it. They liked it. They were like, yeah, this is good. Like, we want more of that. You know, finish your thought, though. You, you, we were talking about something in the pre-interview. Oh, um, this will tie in, I think, also to the Clean Project and, and our model and whatnot. But um, I realized the, the problem that people have you know, the church has, or it, some Christians struggle with is trying to sell the Christian lifestyle that, and I think that's why, you know, you get, mm-hmm. you kind of get trendy, like Christian, um, you know, Christian living kind of trends for, for, for some of the younger adults, which is good. But when I think we try to sell the Christian lifestyle as something appealing rather than like flesh denying, then we get a lot of shallow seeds. You know, mm. that's where we get a lot of shallow receivers, you know, because like the parable of the sower goes, you know, when that sunlight comes, they get dried up. Or when, when the thorns rise up with them, they'll get choked out because they they were they were sold into the peace that God gives us. They were sold into the, you know, the love, the joy, things like that, which which is all good and all promised to us, right? But they don't want to buy into the the idea of, of having to deny yourself daily. Mm or having to having to crucify your flesh you know and, yeah, and turn to suffer your, your fleshful mm-hmm. desires so mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was just a thought i had i wouldn't say necessarily we need to change our approach but we need to change something right because mm. uh souls need to be saved like scripture says the harvest is ready right but the workers are what's few mm. yeah that's so good Man, we're gonna have a good episode today. Yeah, just the thing that came to mind was just the, the suffering, and and you're right. Like when it comes to your purity, you know, because that means denying yourself. And there's just so many temptations today. I mean, gosh, like just with the internet, you know, and pornography piece there. Uh, even just all these apps that you can get on and hook up and all this stuff. It's very difficult. You know, it takes the spirit of God to help you fight. And people, that's what I realized. It's one thing to like have accountability, but you're doing life with people that also struggle. So having a life of holiness is, I think, one of the hardest things you can ever do. You know, you're talking to a generation, people listening to this, whether on the campus, in the city, family members, whoever, like, what are we ultimately living for? Why should we deny ourselves, one? And then two, what do... What does the world benefit from us doing so? And I'm going to caveat that and say, how does the world benefit from somebody following Jesus and living a holy life? What should that look like? And why does the conversation matter? Maybe you can just take that and run with it. Well, first thing is how a true follower of Jesus, a spirit-filled Christian, how their environment is shifted around them. Mm-hmm. You know, not just because of their actions or what they do or what they choose not to do, that sets them apart from the world, but the spirit of God that they have within them, that sets them apart. You know, when you walk into a room and an atmosphere changes because of the spirit of God that is within you, mm. and, and you have that grace, that blessing, that peace, that protection, that covering, everything around you changes, right? It shifts. It, it's a spiritual shift in the atmosphere, mm. right? 
But as far as actions and why a Christian living clean impacts the world in a positive way, especially with our generation, we see a lot of hurt in younger teenagers, the younger, the younger, the youth. We see a lot of hurt within them because they're fed the idea of, oh, dating. They're fed the idea of, you know, this intimacy, this romance that's, that's fictional, right? It's worldly. It's fictional. It's not the love of Christ that they're seeking. So when you have a Christian who is against the grain on that, you have less people getting hurt, you know, you wouldn't have these teenagers having, oh, heartbreak or struggling with certain things, depression, because they can't get a certain girl to treat them a certain way or a certain boy to see them a certain way. You wouldn't have these things when you're seeking after Christ. I know, I'm sure you've heard the phrase hurt people, hurt people, right? Everyone in this broken and wicked world is hurt seeking for someone else to either cope with that or to help them feel better or whatever the case may be Uh when that leads to the next person getting hurt and that's a domino effect and that's what the enemy uses right he uses other people to to curse and hurt other people Uh he uses those who aren't following christ and those who aren't protected by the spirit of god to basically multiply the disaster so a christian a spirit-filled christian going against the grain is simply breaking that chain of hurt that's being passed along from one to the next. Mm. It only takes one person to break that chain yeah, and realize and, and share with others that there's a love from Christ that we need to find, that we need to seek after, that will be ultimately fulfilling other than the temporary pleasures. Yeah, I think a Christian living pure, beneficial today's society in practical ways, and I think on a bigger scale, with issues such as abortion, right? If people would wait, you know, or if people would find their spouse or whatever the case may be, not even the term marriage, not even legal marriage, ring papers, not even, I mean, a covenant with God between two people. If people would just wait and take a a relationship seriously on that matter, wouldn't revolve around sex as they do nowadays. I think spirit-filled Christians can break that. And that will lead to less accidents, less unprepared, you know, unprepared parents in situations where they feel the best thing they can do is to abort a child or things like date rape. People are dating, whatever. When one person is consenting and one person is not consenting, you get situations where one person wants to wait or isn't necessarily ready while the other person pushes that mm-hmm. past that boundary. I feel like you wouldn't get things like that. And society would benefit from people not being hurt in those ways yeah. by simply having Christians that are willing okay. and even being convicted by the spirit of God. Let me, let me, uh, let me respond to that real quick. And that's good insight because you're talking about maybe this idea of like respecting your body. Why stay pure? And it's because you know, maybe from the perspective of, well, I respect my own body. I don't want to just give myself to somebody, Not, even outside of marriage context, you know, <laughs> sometimes like, you know, as Christians, you get in this bubble where we think that our unsaved friends and people like don't understand boundaries. <laughs> like we think we wrote the book on that or, or like understanding their worth and their value, even just secular psychology hits on those pieces. I think if anything, like we don't really talk about this and I've, I've had discussions on other podcasts about the same issue, but from a reason for the world to be like, okay, there might be something in this camp, you know, with these Christian folks, uh, there's some wisdom here. And I think Jordan Pierce and other people really unpack this stuff in deeper ways but the idea of loving your neighbor as yourself like you love yourself you have healthy boundaries you don't engage with content that you know is causing destruction in the world 
uh, actually a young man, one of the highest viewed podcasts on my other platform. And he brought this point up. He's like, well, if you're damaging your own body, that might be an actual way to communicate that to unbelieving people. Like, hey, you'll work out when you want to get in shape. You'll eat right. You'll follow certain diets. If, you know, I remember, gosh, like years ago, it was a keto diet. Everybody was all about the keto diet. But it's like, we were just talking about the pre-interview. There's influencers. There's a lot of Christian influencers, young people, uh, especially young women online now. And they're really getting the word out. And a lot of young people want to be healthy. I mean, especially in the college area. Gosh, like, does anybody here like ever change out of gym clothes? Like, and go to a real <laughs> Yeah, for real. It's like, that's the future. If someone went into a time machine a decade or two ago, they'd be like, what's the future look like? Everybody works out all the time. That's all they do is they go out for coffee and then they they wear gym clothes. Um, But uh, anyway, yeah, the point I was getting at is essentially if you'll make drastic changes for your health, why not do that for your own soul? I think that's a bigger motivation to get people to want to quit watching porn and engaging with this content than just saying, hey, it's bad for you and look at the stats and look at the destruction it's causing. No, it's like, hey, it's actually doing damage to your body and your health. Like, whoa, hey, a second. You know, man, I thought it was just about eating a certain way. I didn't realize like what the effect of this having. If you guys want a great example, this uh, movie just dropped called The Sound of Freedom. And this really, we don't think of the consequences to engaging with the pornography or engaging in relationships with people. You don't always know if you're young and you're going out to clubs or doing stuff. You don't always know the age of some of these people. Like you don't. And people will lie. If you're just kind of going out there and trying to hook up and never like, there's kind of like a bigger thing happening in the world where your decisions you're making could affect other spheres. Like, I just uh, want to get, I'm not in tune with a lot of political yeah. things. I'm not very, I'm not on a lot of social media all the time. Um, if I am, it's like sports videos fishing like my little bubble yeah my little algorithm um man i didn't know i didn't realize until i kind of looked at it objectively i kind of removed them like the enemy is at work trying to work against these things like i went to go see the sound of freedom and not until afterwards when i tell people oh you know people begin to tell me like oh that's controversial oh that you're not and stuff yeah you know, that's a con- controversial things about this movie have you noticed that Did, have you noticed like the enemy really like, i've seen really like yeah i've seen like movies movie theaters are trying to like mess around with this film and and like the the cut off the ac i mean mean, like you go and watch the movie objectively you sit back you think like oh wow like wow that's a touching movie that's good you know it's it's real it's got the it's got the data at the end of the the movie whatever based on a true story whatever the case may be you go you don't think twice about it you go wow touching movie right and then you see after all of these lies being pulled into it. It's like, yeah. wow, people are boycotting this movie. People are trying to shut it down. Like, right. sit and watch it for yourself and think for yourself. And you'll see kind of how the enemy is starting to work and attack against oh, yeah. this thing. It's like, I watch it and I'm like, what can be controversial about this movie? It's exposing things, you know? Let me do and, this. Um, Let me do a quick synopsis. Can you get at the scripture about the one with Jesus talks about if anybody tries to lead these children astray, it'd be better get that one up. So I'll just do a quick tee up on this because I I did want to talk about this. I did want to flesh this out in the conversation. But yeah, there's a movie that just the main character was the same one played Jesus in the Mel Gibson film, Passion. If you haven't seen that, that's a great movie. 
Uh, but yeah, essentially the movie is about, it's a based on true story, the Tim Ballard story. Um, he was a police investigator who was doing undercover work, trying to bust pedophiles or like distributors of child porn. And the movie is like, you need to see it because it's almost shocking when you realize like how much of this stuff goes on. Um, it's about these children. The stats are, and I won't get this wrong, but essentially it's like, it's the fastest growing international traffic entity like trafficking children and they unlike drugs which you use and you're done with you can reuse human beings so like we understand prostitution the effects that has but why it ties in the conversation is a lot of the content the pornography content and things the stuff that's like out there on the web is just it's all over the place some of it may be quote-unquote ethical that's no, there's no such thing as that it's all unethical but i mean a lot of these people in the video may be underage and they may have started off being trafficked as children and so the movie kind of like unpacks how a lot of these kids are being trafficked through mexico like that still i believe is the largest distribution country and actually the u.s is the largest consumer and that's what's even more shocking. And of course, the movie follows a story about these kids that get kidnapped and the investigator goes in there and tracks them down through Mexico and other places. And they realize how political this thing is. And apparently, like real world, Hollywood's been trying to suppress this information. Social media companies have been trying to suppress it. But I think I want to say the movie said somewhere in like millions children being trafficked it sounds like it can't be that many people like there's like seven billion people in the world yeah, hundreds um, of billions if, if of dollars can. of like trafficking everything and, and it's like look yeah if you're engaging with porn it's touching that yeah it's touching that like you are touching that you're part of the problem you're not a part of the solution but anyway let's go ahead yeah. see the there's movie. a um there's a secular thing on netflix about the about the pornography industry um exposing yeah. the dangers and the harms of yeah. of pornography and things like that and um one looking at it biblically we can just our spirit just cringes at it you know our spirit we understand the depths of it right but when we don't we see it as a simple struggle oh a simple sin whatever pornography whatever right right but even off you know pornography websites whatever you have these monetized pages through apps yeah. all they need to do is push ads advertisement and they're making profit off of this mm. most of the videos you see online you, you you just have no clue videos can be duped videos can be just recorded and replaced on through many different accounts so if there were cybersecurity or whatever which the united states does i don't know how good of a job they do on it yeah but crack i mean cracking down on these things it's basically is what i'm trying to get at it's difficult to crack down on these things because of how many ways you can move it around on the internet but us a way we can do our part is to not engage is right. what i was trying no, to that's, a, that's a great point the clean project is now officially available via rss on all major streaming platforms such as apple podcasts spotify and youtube among others please write a five-star review if you like the show to help this content reach a broader audience in major search platforms also if you're needing individual coaching for combating porn addiction please visit www.thecleanproject.net support and select the book and appointment link for more details now let's get back to the show so good i mean and there's so many different little rabbit trails we can go on this stuff but i mean look guys if you get a chance and you hear this go check it out in theaters i'm sure it'll be online soon but one thing that's important i mean this technology is advancing a lot more so we're not going to be able to deep dive all the whole ai conversation and all that but can you get in that scripture real quick before we get into another tangent uh yeah matthew 18 verse 6 mm -hmm. and whoever receives a child in my name receives me 
But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it is better for him that a heavy milestone mm. be hung around his neck and that he be drowned in the depths of the sea. Mm. Those red letters. So Jesus is saying, anybody goes after little kids, or you know, another way you can look at that is just infants in faith. But the scripture before that, he was talking about not keeping the children from me, essentially. But there's like, he's basically saying it's better for you to drown, which means to drown and die, than for you to violate a child. Right. And I think he's talking about obviously something that's going to happen in an eternal context. There are worse things than death. Like in the second death, after the judgment, which he talks about in Hebrews, why is it important? You know, because the conversation in our sphere, like little pockets where well, maybe pedophile should be legal and maybe we should extend free speech to those types of relationships. And you got the UN years ago trying to publish materials, supporting child sex and all kinds of other weird stuff out there. You know, stuff that like, oh, it's fringe. You know what I mean? That's QAnon stuff, whatever. But I mean, the reality is like, dude, we know about the Epstein thing. Right. We know about Hollywood and social media companies hiding this stuff. We know this movie was like, they spent five years trying to bury this movie. They went on VidAngel, you know, the platform of Chosen does video on to get the movie out. And it's been a success. I think they blew past Indiana Jones. This is like a big, a lot of actors, Mark Wahlberg stepped out, talked about this. Other people are stepping out, talking about this. And so you're kind of like, whoa. You know, maybe Daniel was right when he said, hey, in the later times, knowledge will increase. And, you know, um, even in the scriptures, it talks about what's hidden will be brought to light. I think even Jesus said that. So it's kind of wild to see a lot of this stuff surface. Here's a question for you. This is on the ethical piece. Okay, well, I hear you, but I don't engage in that. I don't even watch porn. But I mean, like, okay, but what what can I do about it? You know what I mean? What can I do to make a difference? Um, and maybe another conversation point was, okay, you got AI out there. You can make videos not even involving human beings, right? The deep fake technology, whatever it is now. You could just feed it a bunch of videos and photos and it can put together a hyper-realistic video. What if people are artificially creating imaginary child porn? That's not affecting a real human being. Even just that, even just like animated porn, like that's not affecting human beings. See, I'm not violating a human being. That's cartoons. Well, what's it doing to your soul? And how is that affecting other people? So I know there's a lot of conversations there, but... Yeah, I, I think it can kind of summed up to be what most people don't realize is that there's a spiritual law, there's a spiritual order. Mm -hmm. And biblically, it speaks about sowing and reaping, mm -hmm. right? When you're sowing into this wickedness, you're planting these seeds of just pure wickedness, of just sodomy. You're planting the seeds, you're sowing into it. And what you will reap, Jesus says it will be worse for you to drown for a milestone to be hung around your neck and he's using graph jesus christ is using graphic imagery mm. in relation to a topic so serious that is bringing light like you said earlier there is much worse mm. things than death that will follow this day in christianity and america today you have the idea of sowing and reaping is, is simply just financial you do a good thing you receive a good thing like those are true but they're, they're only true in portion because mm. they're they're not touching on the fact the spiritual principle of sowing and reaping that has relation with everything you do now the Jews believed it to a full, to a further extent where you'll be punished immediately for your sins, and which we know mm. now is not true because of Christ, right? So you don't need to live in that in that sort of fear mm. through the redemption we have in Christ. 
However, the principle still applies, yeah. right? And crises are only way out of it. Yeah, basically. yeah, it's good. I think maybe we can demystify some of this. Like when you get saved and born again, some people report instant healing from like an addiction. Like in the conversation can be essentially, well, if you have Holy Spirit, you could never, like how could you even watch porn again? It's like, I think maybe a better way of explaining that is when you're in a relationship with God, like Holy Spirit brings upon your conscience a deep level of conviction. And Paul talks about this in Romans, essentially about the flesh and the spirit hostile to each other. And before in your unregenerate state, your worldly state, you may have understood the fear of God as a condition of maybe being in a church or being exposed to truth. But until you understand your fallen nature, there's nothing inclining you to do what's right because you're living under the law of sin and death. You're living under the old fallen man. Like you need to have a new nature. You need to have the living God inside of you to bring you into repentance and to sanctify you. And the difference, I think, is you may still struggle and contend with the addiction, walking that out. And I think even in scripture, we can see instances where, you know, Paul himself recognized, hey, there's a thorn in my side from the devil that God hasn't removed because it's there to keep him humble. I don't think that's a, an habitual sin. I just think it's an awareness of the fact he still understands the law of sin trying to work inside of him. And that's why I think he keeps living out of Christ or the law of life. Essentially, what does the Holy Spirit grant us in our pursuit of staying pure? And why should other people desire that, even if it means they are now aware that their sinful, pleasurable ways are bringing destruction to their body and other people? People. Like, I don't know if I want to give up my ways to follow Jesus because that's actually bringing me happiness in some twisted way. Like, let's be honest. And, and that's a reality yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. Even sometimes when evangelizing, some people, you know, you can ask them if you saw God face to face and you knew like Christian God is true God, Jesus Christ. If you knew 100% for a fact, would you still be a Christian? And some of them would say no. I'm, I'm simply more content in my ways. And that's reality. That's a deeper rooted deception from the enemy, I believe, that they've mm. just kind of bought in and accepted. And part of it is wanting that change or that realization that you're in eternal danger for that. But yeah, I think the deception that some people are, are just under, whether it's that sexual desire or pleasure that they're seeking, you know, where they say, if I have to give this up to be a Christian or to follow Christ or to go to heaven, then I don't want anything to do with it. And I think we get a lot of that with the LGBT community. They say all the time, oh, I love this person, blah, blah, blah. If Jesus doesn't accept this, then I don't accept Jesus, right? Whatever. You hear this a lot because they're so attached to the things of this world and they don't understand or comprehend the scale in which it will affect their eternity, right? Mm -hmm. And I think just kind of going back to the question of what does the Holy Spirit offer? What does the Spirit of God provide? Mm -hmm. I think once you have the Spirit of God, it gives your spirit that nudge, that push, that questioning, and the reasoning to turn from your flesh, right? You get that conviction. And the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God within you, is the only thing that can uproot and break the seeds that you've sown, the sinful seeds that you've sown through your entire life, mm -hmm. right? That's why renouncing and repentance is so important mm -hmm. because you can be a spirit-filled Christian and go through your life. And if you're not renouncing and repenting of things at home, those are strongholds still given to the enemy right. never uprooted. Right. Thank you for listening to another engaging episode of The Clean Project. 
for helpful links and resources mentioned in this podcast, please review the show notes and share with a like-minded peer in your sphere of influence. Lastly, if you found this message personally beneficial, consider becoming a financial partner to this project. You can visit www.thecleanproject.net slash support for more details. Until next episode, this is Jason signing off. Peace.